0: podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season. It's not just tongue and cheek Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, J.J. Zach.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and I'm joined by my always lovely co-host Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, my man?
0: I mean, not much uh, besides uh, writing a strongly worded letter to Michael Floyd. But
1: um, oh my god, th- the words! That's
0: uh, that's just about all I've been doing over the past three or four days. I have another draft if you want to take a look.
1: Yeah, it, so in my in my fifteen transactions column this week, I, I introd it basically saying like we had like this past week was probably the highest scoring fantasy week I think I can ever remember, and uh, all we could think about the next day was Michael Floyd zero.
0: Well, I mean that was you know in, especially in daily that that was the killer. I mean you can't you just can't have a zero and and really win anything, especially when everybody else is going nuclear, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had I mean, like everyone else that that you know, like like our circle at least, and, and people on Twitter and such. We have to remember that like the people we interact with on Twitter aren't the only people playing daily fantasy. <laughs> like it's very it's very hard to lose sight of that. Like like we're we're literally like point one percent of the people that are actually playing. But everyone on Twitter on Tuesday is like Michael Floyd, Michael Floyd, Michael Floyd. Mm-hmm. And it, and it almost sounds like he had like a hundred percent ownership but he clearly did not uh, but it was really rough I mean it seemed and we were, we were just talking about this before the podcast started but it just seemed like it was one of those weeks in daily where every single one of my lineups was just like on the fringe about the cash but but just didn't mm-hmm. yeah it, it was awful and it, and, it, and it all came down to that to Basically for a lot of people like me, and I think like you it was Des Bryant and him just not being able to score that one touchdown.
0: Right, yeah. I mean we were talking before the show about I was watching uh especially on DraftKings, my, my winnings for the week went from, Oh my god, I'm gonna win to Oh my god, I'm gonna lose everything, you know, back and yeah. forth, uh depending on, on, you know, five yard runs by DeMarco Murray. You know, it was just it was just just a, a crazy a crazy week overall.
1: The one, the one, like it was still like it was awesome though because that Monday night game was really good. Um, so it was good from a real football perspective and just being a fan of the game. And then at the same time, like there was just so much tilting going on, mm-hmm. and it was just you know like even though you might have lost a lot of money this past week, and I'm I'm one of those people. I did not do very well in daily. Uh, I did pretty well in season long just to just to continue my theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know I, I, at least at least you get that that enjoyment it just costs you some money
0: yeah well i mean talk about tilt i was on full tilt on monday night i don't know if it was reflected in on on twitter but uh it was it was a dark place
1: yeah speaking of tilting i'm on tilt right now you ever play the game diplomacy before you ever heard of the game is that a video game oh my god no it's not it's a board game oh it's like it's like risk but without like dice without chance oh (laughs) And it's awesome, and and I like no one knows about diplomacy. If you've heard about this, listeners, tweet at me because it's a freaking awesome game. I'm just on tilt because someone just backstabbed me.
0: Wait, so wait, you're you're?
1: It's one of those war games.
0: Oh, I, I see, I see. It's like, a... like
1: it's like it's like the game Risk.
0: It's a war game called Diplomacy. I get it.
1: I yeah, get it. right, right. It's good though. It's it's real fun. But I'm on that. Like before we got on the podcast and started recording, I was like venting a little bit, and and. Very, very distraught. So if I come across in a negative way throughout this podcast, you can blame me. It's that. okay.
0: It's it's Tilt City for you right now.
1: Yeah, it's rough, man. It's it's rough. Um, last week's streaming options. Actually, before we get into that, do you want to talk about our sponsor, Denny?
0: I do. Uh, as usual, it's uh, Sportable. You can find them at sportable.is. Uh, you can also find them uh, on Twitter uh, at Sportable. Uh, NFL, they've um, they've had a lot of really good stuff um, over the past week, including some summaries of um, uh, of Week Nine action. Because as we've as we've said, it, there was there was quite a bit to uh, to digest. Um, they actually have a, a a cool little post if you guys want to check it out uh, on uh, QB streaming options for Week Nine, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of these guys um, in the next few minutes, but. Uh, they have um, uh, choices between Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you know part of the appeal of, of of Sportable is you get to weigh in and and say you know tell tell the the community at Sportable what you think. So uh, check that out and uh, and let them know what you think about those matchups. It's uh, Sportable is.
1: Yes, and speaking of matchups, last week let's dig into what happened uh, on the stream last week. Uh, you picked as your defensive streamers. You had the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Cowboys, and then the the Jets were kind of a, a fourth option as well. All of those defenses were were pretty good. Uh, well, maybe not the Jets, but the the uh, Dolphins and Bills were fantastic. Uh, the Cowboys, I think they still ended up 14th.
0: decent, didn't they? Yeah, they, they ended up fourteenth uh, for the week. Yeah, they scored yeah. six points, but yeah, the the Dolphins were first because. Blake Bortles and yeah. um, the Bills were fourth in Week Eight, scoring with 16 points. And you know, I I, I felt like the Bills were constantly uh, just from from what I caught on, on red zone, constantly on the cusp of just exploding in that game. Uh, yeah. So I feel as 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 greedy as it sounds, uh, and as much of a jerk as I sound uh, like right now, the Bills 16 points I feel like was their was their floor.
1: Yeah, no, it was crazy. That game was abs. That was so atrocious. I've never seen anything like
0: that. Yeah, so like, yeah, oh, it was so bad overall. Really good. And remember, I mean, the Dolphins were available even after waivers processed last week. They were available on more than eighty percent of waiver wires. So. Mm-hmm. It was a good. Yeah, they've been
1: they've been good. They've been a good standalone defense this year, and not enough people, I think, are recognizing it. And then you add in the fact that they played Jacksonville, a team that is allowing a top 10 defense every single week and we'll talk about that later in the podcast I'm assuming but I mean you just play defenses against the Jaguars period yeah
0: i mean i feel like you know we'll we'll get into it in a minute but i feel, i feel like i'm just put on repeat uh, every week but uh, that, yeah. you know there's no there's no reason not to
1: right kind of kind of the way that i feel with Carson Palmer to be honest uh, <laughs> la- last week last week he was a top 10 quarterback uh, he put up 21 fantasy points uh and I mean the guy since he's come back has been a low end QB1 which is what we've consistently been talking about on you know in the preseason he was the one guy that we really targeted as someone who could be one of those late round targets that just ends up being a uh plug and play quarterback and and I don't I don't necessarily think that you need to get to that point because I really you know we've said this before but I don't think that there's there are many plug and play quarterbacks. Periods probably Luck, Manning, uh, and Rodgers, and, and Breeze maybe. But mm-hmm. um, you know you just there's just no need for it. I I I was actually you know on Twitter someone was saying um, I have Russell Wilson. Should I drop Jay Cutler for Cam Newton? Mm-hmm. And I understand that's a probably a really small league and and I just I don't I don't understand like if a guy like Cam Newton's out on the waiver wire, there's no need to even hold a second quarterback. Yeah, no, not none at all so uh and then all the other picks uh jesus failed me last week. oh man no
0: touchdown for for jesus
1: unbelievable yeah the, i mean like he was he was a complete game script fail i mean like yeah. it, it, that, that game just got so out of hand and, and they were able to run the ball on, on the rams which i i didn't really expect to see necessarily um but he just wasn't able to, to get a touchdown so alex smith uh,
0: I love the, if you're a first time listener, yes, we just called Alex Smith <laughs> without, without blinking. I mean, we just, <laughs> without, just, without even blinking. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, but Smith had 226 yards throwing. He completed 92% of his passes. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he did really, he just couldn't get that, that, that touchdown that was called back or that Kelsey touchdown. That was kind of BS. in my
1: opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty Alex Smith line, uh, but. He's, I mean, he still gave you got you about 10 fantasy points. He was still a QB 26 though, which isn't good, obviously. Um, some of the other guys we talked about. Ryan Tannehill was had 14.6 fantasy points. He was a QB 19, so not terrible. You could definitely get away with that if you're streaming quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater put up 14 points, which again was not not terrible. He didn't play poorly or that poorly, I guess, away from home. Uh, and and I'll get into him. I think he's kind of an interesting play this week. Um, and then you know kind of an afterthought uh, again kind of in the same Teddy Bridgewater talk was uh, I think we briefly brought up Kyle Orton who ended up killing it. Kyle Orton was crazy last week.
0: Yes. Man. I mean well he only threw for 238. He only I mean he didn't complete a whole lot of wait he only right. wait he only, compl- <laughs> he only completed 10 passes.
1: Yeah, it was like a, it was like a Brian Hoyer stat line except and he threw touchdown passes.
0: Four, he had four touchdown?
1: Wait. Yeah, it was he, he had four Yeah, he had four touchdowns. And then he had that that he could have I, I don't I, I don't recall if they if he I think he did throw a touchdown on that deep Sammy Watkins play where Watkins started celebrating too early. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, he eventually did. Yes, you're right.
1: Yeah, but you didn't get any sort If you had like a a a deep touchdown bonus or something that sucks. Uh, but, oh God. But it, Sammy, Sammy did come back and get a, a big one after that, but it was just, yeah. it was, it was a great, uh, D gaffing day for, for the hipster. Oh,
0: it, the D gaff hipster. I, I, I'll say that, you know, if you subscribe to the unedited version of this podcast, then you heard us talk a lot about Colt McCoy last week mm. as a legit streamer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As a
0: guy who was clearly going to throw for 300 yards and run in a touchdown. I mean, I think that, on the unedited version we said exactly that so if you're not i
1: think we got that projection exactly yeah, if, correct, you're
0: not, yeah. if you're not uh, if you're not if you know you don't have that on tap you you won't know and of course i'm kidding everyone there is no unedited version but
1: yeah it's on it's on the unedited iTunes. it
0: would have been it would that would have been cool
1: yeah uh so yeah i mean like streaming last week wasn't terrible it sucks that you know we didn't foresee ben roethlisberger doing what he did obviously um yeah, I mean, it, it was just it was just an odd week offensively last week in general, and it, it you know, you know, hopefully hopefully you were able to play Palmer, who we who we promoted pretty heavily. I think he was your he was the pick on the show as well on the Rob Silver show, right? And, um, uh, where we we're at QB six now. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're the only reason we're at QB six. Rob said was because Russell Wilson caught a football once. What does that mean? I don't understand. Because he he has a reception. Oh <laughs> so that's the that's the reason that uh yeah. that we're not QB five right now. Uh, uh, so we're uh, we're basi- so basically we're Russell Wilson is what's happening. Uh, which I'll take considering we uh we played Blake Bortles in that one week against the Steelers.
0: Jeez, yeah, that's the Never forget, never forgive. Um, it, Roethlisberger, though, you, you mentioned him, he's owned in like 88% of leagues. So I don't, yeah, he's not he wouldn't really be a streamer, either. but
1: yeah, he wouldn't have been a streamer. But it was still a very, a, a super surprising performance. The Devontae Davis injury was, was really massive for the Colts, mm-hmm. and it just kind of went downhill from there. Um, at tight end, we only talked really about Owen Daniels. I think I brought up Charles Clay as like a desperation. Charles Clay sucked. Ugh. Um, Owen Daniels didn't play unfortunately, so it was kind of tough to kind of tough to grade that one. Um if he would have played, I think he would have had like 360 yards.
0: I mean I, yeah, I was going to say 350. I mean, you know, Crockett Gilmore, you know, if they would have given him some some decent run, would have obviously gone for 100 yards and three touchdowns. So.
1: Yeah, I was looking at or actually we'll, we'll get we'll get in we'll get into it. Um cuz we're going to talk about the the Bengals oh, later yes. in the podcast. Crockett Gilmore for the win, by
0: the way. Oh, I know. God,
1: what a name! That's what happens when you're a backup tight end. It, it, get, it blew Kenny. Bad name
0: by the way. What's that? It, his name, uh, Gilmore's name, blew Kenny Darter's mind uh, yeah. last week. I mean he he had a he had a legit meltdown on Twitter over a talking about magical beings and that I was making it up and that there there, <laughs> there can't be anything called Crockett Gilmore. I mean he uh whew, darter darter's uh probably on heart medication after that one,
1: I don't know what it is, but there's just so many like hilarious uh tight end names there are it there. just seems it seems like they're like like clay harbor too clay harbor yeah, I mean you know well, we'll get into that, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into clay all right that's that's week eight, let's look at week nine, Denny, give us three streaming defenses. You'll be
0: shocked, I know. Just try not to scream aloud. Uh <clears throat> the Bengals obviously uh they're actually available in um like 25% of these. I you know I I know they're not like a real streamer and I'm going to offer more, but if they are available um I hope you pi- I hope you pick them up. They're playing the Jaguars. They're at home. Um I, I post uh streaming scores on uh the every week which indicates the uh you know the the if if favorable or unfavorable matchup for for the week and the Bengals uh streaming score is six and a half 6.5 this week which is the highest so far in, in 2014 um the Bengals defense is actually not very good and and i think that they're owned in so many leagues based solely on reputation from last year because they're among i think they're in the bottom 10 or 12 uh uh, fantasy defenses uh for 2014. So, but if you can get them, get them and stream them. Um mm-hmm. I'm actually more bullish on the Chiefs um uh this week and you know the reasons are are not difficult to uh determine after you know if you even if you saw highlights of that Jets Bills game last week, you you understand what a what a dumpster fire uh New York is at at the moment. They're starting Michael Vick, which you know Small part of me is is a little afraid that Vic might start caring and do, and do something that would harm the Chiefs' uh, uh, fantasy value, but he had turned it over three times last week. So you know, after Geno, he's terrible. Turned it over three times, he, right? I mean, you know, he ran for I think sixty-nine or seventy yards in in three and a half quarters of play, which is all well and good. Which is why I think maybe Vic can post decent fantasy numbers and. Uh, be a gift for anybody who streams the Chiefs' defense, uh, but um, uh, I think Pat Pat Thorman from Pro Football Focus had a, some great stats on uh, the points uh, per snap that the Chiefs have been giving up in in recent weeks, and they're fairly dominant. I mean their their schedule has been has been nice and soft in that regard, but um, but they they have they have dominated dominated of late. They're at home. They're favored. They're playing the Jets. Get them. It's it's that easy. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, and and this team is is much more widely available on on waiver wires. Uh, Cleveland uh, playing against uh, against Tampa. Um, uh, again, uh, Cleveland is at home, and that and that that is a big deal. Um, you know, I don't love recommending defenses on the road. I mean, you know, Buffalo last week was a an exception to the rule, but um, uh, you know, Cleveland's at home. Uh, they're, they're against Tampa Bay. And when you when you adjust for strength of schedule, uh, Tampa is giving up uh, 12.6 fantasy points per game to opposing defenses. Uh, only only the Rams and Jaguars are worse uh, over the the first half of the season than than the Bucks. Uh, so that's um, you know that's kind of a an easy play for me. And uh, in a, in a lot of leagues, I'm I'm going to be using the Browns defense, and I think that they're fairly uh, not cheap, but Fairly priced on mm-hmm. on some DFS sites on uh, uh, I know DraftKings, but uh, so th- those are my three uh, Browns, uh, Bengals, and uh, Chiefs.
1: Yeah, the DraftKings pricing is pretty interesting this week because you have the Bengals and Seahawks are both at thirty three hundred dollars, which which both are, are are pretty pretty good locks to. Um, kind of destroy this weekend I, I i've been i've been leading seattle because that's where vegas leans a little bit and uh vanta's probably isn't going to play for cincinnati i don't think uh but you know at the same time i don't i don't really think you can go
0: wrong is that the guy who twists ankles at the bottom of the pile <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: yeah. So. that's that's
0: that's the guy so blake bortles ankles are safe for one week
1: yeah and shoelaces maybe maybe he can tie he- denard robinson's shoelace for him i mean that would
0: have been that would have been very nice actually
1: yeah. Man, Denard is killing it. He's, he's surprising
0: me. He kind of, he kind of, you know, he got away with one last week. I think he ran for 42 or three yards on one run, but yeah. Uh, but still, but it's I, been
1: I, been pretty, pretty impressive considering what has been done beforehand before him. Uh, I think it, it also might go to show how bad Toby Gerhardt is. Oh my gosh.
0: I mean, how wrong, like as a community, how wrong were we on
1: <laughs> It's, it's pretty bad. I, I can't,
0: it, I can't think of, a guy we were as as a group more wrong on than, than Gerhardt. and <laughs> and people might point to David Wilson. And first of all, how dare you? And secondly, <laughs> and secondly, you know we didn't know he had a degenerate degenerative neck condition, so or right. spinal condition, whatever he had. So uh, that that that's different. But Gerhardt, wow, he yeah Ger
1: yeah like like he's been he's been hurt a little bit, like that he's been playing through evidently, but still it's like you know. I, I'm very fortunate. Like there, there are times where like you just don't dra- you don't draft a guy mostly based on market value. Um, I, you know, I don't really own any Gerhardt shares because he was just he just started skyrocketing. But it wasn't to say that I was like incredibly low on the guy to the point where he's an RB one hundred ninety six thousand.
0: Yeah. I, well, I, I I lucked out in a lot of leagues and, and and missed him by a few picks. And at the time, I was like, no, God, my season's yeah. shot. I don't have Toby Gerhardt. And now I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess yeah. I'll take it.
1: It's it's nuts, man. Him and and Doug Martin and Zach Stacy. Oh, it's just. I don't know. I I don't want to go too much on on the side here, but like, I don't know. I I see a lot of people talking about how like early round running back. There's been a lot of early round running back busts, and like this year of all years, you cannot say that. It's actually been the opposite compared to history and compared to what's happened over the last five, six, seven years. Like it's it's pretty it's insane. That uh, so, uh, Pat Thorman actually tweeted this. That eight of the top twelve running backs so far this year, if you're looking at cumulative numbers, which I don't love to do, but since we're only looking at, you know, it, it, I don't like to do it, but <laughs> but you'll do it this one time. Well, well, it's just it's just an easy way to show what's going on at a very 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 high level. Eight of the top twelve were top were first and second round picks in fantasy drafts. Jamal Charles is thirteenth and Lashawn McCoy is nineteenth. Mm. I mean, it's not like. Early, these early-round running backs are, are, are performing so poorly. Like, sure, Ahmad Bradshaw happened, and Lamar Miller is happening, um, but obviously the season's not over yet. But it's still really interesting for me to see people talk negatively about early-round running backs when, like, this is the one year that you really shouldn't be doing that.
0: Yeah, well, and, and Jamal missed the one game, so that, you know, that, that should be taken right. into account.
1: I mean, I mean, like it's it's very proven. I have a, an entire series on it, but it's very proven that if you do have a top running back, that is the biggest advantage in fantasy football. Period, and it's not even close. Um, and you know, a guy like DeMar- Demarco Murray hasn't finished lower than eighth in a given week this entire season at running back. Like that's just that's crazy.
0: He he's the most. I think I think Davis Davis Maddox said this. Uh, recently he's the Murray is the most bankable fantasy asset in the game
1: yeah absolutely it's not even close because you're seeing other wide receivers like Jordy this week have a have a. Yeah. that was another reason that I sucked in daily uh, way. oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah yeah like Jordy had a bad week that like there's there's a natural inconsistency at wide receiver <laughs> That, that you're you're not finding that you will not find once you know that you have one of the elite running backs and, and the big question every season going in is well who do we know who those guys are going to be and this year it's well it's the guys that you drafted early and that's that's the big key there and i i just think it's 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 funny to me that and it's interesting the the discussion uh surrounding all that I, but
0: i don't know i i think i, I think you're you're more uh, i don't think i don't think you're laughing yeah well dude i told you i'm on tilt
1: you're, you're til- tilting so hard <laughs> dude diplomacy got to me man
0: that's what john Kerry to- said boom boom hey
1: oh all right let's get into into quarterback streamers Okay. all right
0: um oh go ahead let's <laughs>
1: that's that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. you're gonna take you're gonna take that spot for me it, now it's okay. your part for, i forgot all right so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of kind of lower tiered quarterback streamers this week who are are not um they're not bad options there's just a lot of them uh so it's gonna be it's it's hard to pinpoint one guy necessarily but my one guy that I would pinpoint if I had to which I have to tomorrow on the Rob Silver show mm-hmm. uh is Ryan Tannehill yes um you know, I think he. You know, we we know that he does have the upside because he's scored over twenty points a few times this year, uh, and he and he's played well um, over the past few weeks. Uh, he's ranked eleventh, fourteenth, fourth, and nineteenth in we in weekly quarterback scoring, which is not bad at all. Because when you combine that, that's basically a QB one. Um, uh, San Diego ranks twenty seventh against the pass per number fire metrics, uh, and that's always good because it kind of shows. It shows regret. It, it, it factors in strength of schedule, and it would show potential regression. Um, and they've, you know, over over the last three weeks, they've allowed twenty five and a half points to Derek Carr, fifteen point seven to Jesus Smith, and twenty three point four to Peyton Manning. Uh, see how it just kind of rolls off my tongue, like that. Uh,
0: yeah, well, I mean, you don't uh, you don't flinch. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, um, they've given up uh four top eight weekly performances to quarterback this year, which uh included the aforementioned Derek Carr, Peyton Manning, but also to Russell Wilson and Carson Palmer. Mm. I understand that those are good quarterbacks other than Carr. Those are good quarterbacks, but at the same time, the main reason that their fantasy points against isn't necessarily as bad as it as, as I'm making it out to be, is because they faced EJ Manuel, Blake Bortles in his first career start, Geno Smith and Michael Vick. Like those are uh, like, quite literally, those are the three worst quarterback situations in the entire NFL. Yeah. And, and that's the reason that, you know, their their fantasy points against aren't necessarily that bad. Um, and then a key point here, too, is that San Diego is going to be traveling east to Miami uh, for a 1 o'clock game, which is always always good for the home team. So, uh, I think Tannehill has a lot of upside this week, and he would be my number one streaming option. Yes, I agree. Um. Number two, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out, so there, there are guys out there, Like I'm just going to say this now so that if you're listening you know, uh, Andy Dalton with, with A.J. Green probably back against Jacksonville, he's a good start, and Eli Manning against Indianapolis without Vontae Davis, um, I think he's a good start as well. It's just that they're they're not necessarily real streaming options right now, given ownership percentages on both Yahoo and ESPN. So if those two guys are out there, I would group them in the same tier as, as Ryan Tannehill. Yeah,
0: and I know it's a little narrative streetish uh, here, but the the Giants uh, coming out the uh, who, the GM, I believe, came out and said, you know, we told Eli to let it rip during this past, last half of the season. Yeah. Uh So I I really I really do I don't think that Eli's fantasy potential is capped because Cruz is out you know for, for for the year I really do like his his receiving core
1: yeah I love her and I love Reuben Randall this week as well Oh yeah I do yes um I think that what the Colts should do is put Hakeem Nicks at defensive back and just hope that uh, yeah
0: didn't Eli throw
1: it hope it. that Eli throws it to him
0: I mean not that he would catch it but it would be something <laughs> yeah, it'd, he, be, it'd be a good strat he, just to see just see what would happen yeah, maybe maybe he could tip it up in the air for someone else to catch it
1: yeah because you know he's not
0: nope
1: um Uh. all right so the second guy uh is a staple and he's going to be on this podcast every single week not him himself but his name i wish uh it would be great if carson palmer could join us sometime um again like we keep talking about carson palmer that he could be a plug-and-play guy but he's still out there in like 87 percent of leagues or something like that even if those ownership numbers are completely off he's still out there in a lot of leagues.
0: what's going on i don't understand
1: I don't know. His, his, his quarterback ranks so far this year have been five, 16, 13, and 10. So he's basically been a high end QB two or a QB one every single week. This season scoring between 16 and 22 fantasy points every single year. Uh, sure. the thing with Dallas is that they're weaker. Uh, they've been weaker against the pass of late, uh, and linebacker, Justin Durant's now out for the year and that could affect the defense. Um, Dallas allowed 40 points. I mentioned that they're weaker against passive late. They've allowed 40 points uh, to, to Eli Manning and Colt McCoy over the last two weeks. Um, so, you know, I think it's just, uh, you know, their their best performance was against Ruffle. Rus- Ruffle. Ruffle. Ruffle, <laughs> Ruffle Wilson. Ruffle Wilson. <laughs> it was against Ruffle. I just did again. <laughs> Ruff- <laughs> oh, my God. I'm on tilt so hard, buddy. <laughs>
0: It's the worst. Jeez, man. Uh,
1: Their best performance was against Russell Wilson in in Seattle, like if we're being completely honest, because uh, Kaepernick, when they faced him in week one in a game that San Fran got ahead way – or big way early. um, He was good – he ranked 13th in week one. Mm -hmm. um, And then uh, Austin Davis was sixth in week three. So, I mean, Dallas has been thrown on. So let's not pretend that this defense is is so unstoppable. I just think that part of part of what's going on in Dallas is that they're just you know they they've played well as a team and and I think that we're seeing now you know once these individual pieces in their de on their defense go down that they're exploitable and I think that you know I think Carson Palmer is going to be fine
0: this week. Right. I I got I meant to address this in this uh, defensive section, but talking about that Arizona Dallas game uh you know people have asked me you know if Whedon starts do the Cardinals become like the, the top streaming option of the week i say no uh for the simple reason that uh Dallas's run game you know will and should be leaned on in in that circumstance and i might be alone on this but i don't really think that that Whedon is is the potential like total disaster that a lot of people think he is uh especially in a in an offense with with weapons like that so i think they can hide him effectively yeah um, and and so I, I just don't see arizona as like this team that is you know guaranteed to dominate uh defensively if if Whedon goes
1: right yeah and th- their secondary's been a mess it like you you can throw on arizona if you need to but again it's like everything in dallas you're you're going to go through demarco murray in that running game right um and and they can still function um, the last guy I'm going to mention is is Jesus. Just to mention him because his matchup is beautiful. Yeah, really. Um, I'm kind of worried about that shoulder injury yeah, that he's too. been going through. Me too. So you know, be aware of that. And, and at you know, at the beginning of the week, I thought that he was going to be the top streaming option this week. But the more I've thought about it, the more I'm just not that inspired. Uh, the main problem with them is that in the passing game is like like he doesn't really have options, and they're not they're not playing Travis Kelsey enough for, for him to have options right um, I don't think he has that three or four touchdown upside but the one thing you know he is playing against the Jets who have give, given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year and they've given up at least two touchdown passes to every single passer that they've played against this year um, and
0: we saw what Kyle orton did last right. week. Hey, w- um, real quick, w- where do the Jets rank in the number fire um...
1: they're I think they're about they're in the in the mid20s Okay. Um. So they're still, you know, they're still not very good. They're not as bad as what you would see, uh, from a ter- in terms of fantasy points scored, and that's because they're just giving up so many touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. That's the reason they rank so poorly in fantasy points against. But, um, you know, at the same time, a lot of that is because you know teams that can stop the run fairly well and can't defend the pass, you know, they're going to be exploited, um, and and that's that's the kind of matchup that you always want to look for. Uh, when you're streaming quarterbacks, you want a solid rush defense that you know that you can't run the ball, and you want a, a soft secondary. Mm-hmm. Usually, a team like Arizona this year, at least, a team like Arizona is is a good team to target because unless unless you're again in a Dallas offense where like you can run the ball against anyone. Um, yeah, go, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say that's why I had I had foals in a lot of dailies is because yeah, exactly. They, they you, you you have to throw Arizona's run defense is legit.
1: Yeah, it's strong. It's very strong. Tampa Bay is the same way. You can throw all over Tampa Bay, but they can actually... I know that the reason that they've given up a lot of fantasy points is because game script and whatnot, but they've actually stopped the run fairly well this year. Um, But, you know, it's it's the same kind of thing. So, with Alex Smith, I think that the match... I mean, the matchup is obviously the best that you can get, Mm -hmm. um, but he just doesn't have the upside that that even that he did last year. Um, So, hopefully... And then with that shoulder injury, it's just... It's even more risky. So, I'm looking more at Tannehill, and he's out. Tannehill's actually out there in more leagues, I think. Uh, so I would look. I would look at Tannehill first, then Palmer, and then Alex Smith if, if need be, and then obviously, you know, I'm putting that Andy Dalton and, and Eli Manning in the same tier as, as Tannehill.
0: I, I really like Tannehill. I I feel like you know, in daily sites, he's you know he's priced as like a QB fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and I think that he has uh, top five upside.
1: Yeah, and, and and game script shouldn't get away uh from either team in that game because San Diego's pretty strong. Um and you mentioned to me earlier today, it's a good point that again, San Diego or Miami can't or Miami can stop the run. Uh so San Diego's not going to necessarily be able to play ball control like like they usually do. Yeah,
0: I mean that's that's the you know, that's the thing I I was avoiding San Diego for a while there because the plan like last year seemed to be to play keep away but you can't play keep away when you're running it for a yard and a half a pop so
1: right yep all right let's get into some tight ends who uh who do you want to talk about
0: Uh, i want to talk about the beautiful pristine countryside area that doesn't even make sense
1: no whole it's an entire country it is
0: no it's it's not countryside it's by the water it's clay harbor uh, Harbor gets the the Bengals this week the Bengals are really really quite awful against even even after shutting down uh, the third and fourth string tight ends for the for the Ravens last week uh, the Bengals are allowing 17 and a half schedule adjusted fantasy points to, t- to tight ends um, which is third worst in the league but really I mean that I think that that last week's performance is not indicative of how they'll, they will perform against tight ends going forward. Um, Harbor is seeing five and a half targets a game. He's running 22 ish, 22 and a half uh, pass routes per game. You know, those numbers are, don't jump out. And then, you know, that's why he's widely, widely available in a lot of leagues is because, um, you know, he's, um, he's a, a sort of a, a, a tertiary part of a really bad off- offense. So, um i think uh i think that if you know if you're if you're struggling at the position if you're struggling with bye weeks that you could do a lot worse than than harbor i think that his uh his upside is you know is, is it's quite high again against the Bengals. so um grab him if you can uh, i i'm gonna i'm going to rank him as a top 12 tight end
1: yeah i love him i love clay harbor this week. Uh... He has you know he has at least four targets in every game, which is super important. He's he's still he's getting looks. Um, which is good. You need that you need you need some sort of floor. He should be able to at least catch a couple passes, and we'll see what happens from that. But if you look at Cincinnati and and what they've faced, it's like every team that really hasn't had a significant tight end presence are the teams that don't do anything against Cincinnati, but teams that actually use their tight ends in some way. Not that Clay Harbor has like crazy usage. Ah, uh, but even still, most tight ends against Cincinnati get six to seven targets. So you know, given that Harbor Harbor makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the
0: they, you know opposing teams know as as well as fantasy owners know that Cincinnati has really struggled against that position. So.
1: Yeah, no perfect either. Bringing them up again.
0: Oh, there! Wow, this is the Vonte Vantes Fontes perfect. Yeah. Show
1: nobody's nobody's perfect.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Um, I'm just gonna throw out uh, Larry Don- Larry Donnell Donnell sorry Larry Donnell um, against Indianapolis. I don't remember earlier in the season Indianapolis was really bad against defending tight ends. They've they've had some really bad blow up games against the position. Uh, so if he's still out there, you know t- people might have dropped him because it's the tight end position and because he had a few weeks in there where he wasn't really that strong. Uh, and he's coming off a bye, too. I you know if, if no one picked him up for that Dallas game where he had seven catches. And they just left him on the wire because he was on a buy. Uh, Donald's on a terrible play this week. I don't think God, he had seven um, catches
0: against Dallas.
1: Yeah, I know. It was it's kind of a crazy stat line because I, like I remember I played him in daily and I didn't even realize that he had done that. It, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, right? I, I
0: totally talked myself out of that one. That's why I'm I'm all
1: it's kind bad of it. no no you're on tilt. It's kind of like <laughs> uh, it's kind of like Jordan Reed this past week. Yeah. Like Jordan Jordan Reed still had 7 catches, didn't
0: he? Uh 6 or 7. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: Yeah. So I mean it's it's kind of this anytime you play against Dallas, you got to be looking at except if if the team doesn't use a tight end, you're not going to just roll out John Carlson this week. Okay. Um but yeah, Jordan Reed had 7 catches for 40 yards. He had a very Julian Edelman line, but it still worked.
0: Yeah, I I will take that every week.
1: Um but yeah, I think those two those two are fine. Those will work, Clay Harbour and Larry Donnell. That's good. Let's do it. Uh, So just to recap, at defense, we had Kansas City, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Quarterback, we had Ryan Tannehill, Carson Palmer, Alex Smith. And again, if Andy Dalton and Eli Manning are out there, play them at the same tier as Ryan Tannehill, who is the top streaming option this week. Um, And then at tight end, we have Clay Harbor and Larry Donald. There you go. Solid. All right, let's get into some questions. You ready for this? Let's do it. The worst part of the podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's mostly (laughs) because your inability to pronounce. uh,
1: Yeah, anything. All right. This is from uh, Oliver. Severios.
0: Severio, I believe.
1: Severios. He pronounced it for me. It's so white.
0: It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's really bad. Um, he says thoughts on handcuffing wide receivers, Jordy and Cobb with Devonte Adams and Antonio Brown with Martavis, Bryant.
0: I mean, it's not a bad, I don't really do that because my bench is not usually deep enough. I mean, you know, right. but if you can, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think I would say, I mean, Devonte Adams is, is a good, a good guy to quote unquote handcuff with, or those guys with, but I don't, I don't think Martavis, Bryant's really a, cause he's not, it's not like he would play significant snaps because there's a lot of there's a lot of, it's just the the number two position in Pittsburgh is just jumbled right now with four different guys right Um. this is from at Scott two three four five he said got the number one waiver claim Moncrief or Martavis Bryant non PPR who has the better upside rest of season oh, man that's a good question this has been a, yeah this has been a question that I've been getting all week long
0: I mean b- um, basically Bryant is just a touchdown machine right I mean is
1: it... yeah he is I, I mean if you you know if you're looking at upside I would probably say Bryant because mm-hmm. when Reggie Wayne comes comes back Moncrief's not going to necessarily get the playing time and and he was still out by Hakeem Nicks last week yeah
0: yeah I saw that and, and and you just I mean you know that you know Indianapolis coaches are not going to sit Reggie for for Moncrief so I mean as much as we a lot of people would like to see Moncrief given a full a full opportunity I don't think it's going to happen
1: yeah and and the the competition for Bryant as he grow I mean Bryant can only run like three routes but as he grows as a receiver the competition in Pittsburgh is really really weak hmm. and he, he he has a clear path At least,
0: God, I bet, I bet Roethlisberger's so happy to have to have you know someone taller than five eleven,
1: someone, someone his size that he doesn't have to throw down to. Yeah, God, yeah, it's crazy. Like every everyone else with Ben Roethlisberger, it's like he's on top of a hill throwing to them. I mean, whereas whereas now he's he's on a level level field level plane.
0: We're looking at you, Marcus Wheaton.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is from at Bob Mihalik. He says you'll probably talk about these guys, but I'll ask anyway. Okay. Tannehill, Eli, or Hoyer this week? I didn't bring up Hoyer uh, because he doesn't really have a ceiling. Like lit- like his floor and his ceiling are the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, like they are. It's crazy. He's the same person every week. He never changes. Never change, Brian Hoyer. He. Uh. So I don't. I don't think he's part of this discussion. So who would you start out of Eli and Tannehill? Because that's a really good question.
0: It is a good question. Sheesh, T- Tannehill. Yeah,
1: I'll go with Tannehill, so we'll stay with him. This is from Steve Montana, at Montana's Madness. Worried about Gio Bernard's long-term dynasty value? Injuries, less receptions, low yards per carry, Jeremy Hill. Curious on thoughts.
0: I mean, I I, I, I don't know. I don't really like to comment on dynasty stuff because that's not my thing. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, I think that there is –
1: I think there's valid concerns. There's
0: somewhere. I mean, yeah, the the Geo Bernard truthers are, I think, are sweating a little bit. So,
1: yeah, and then the uh, and then, and then there's Evan Silva who <laughs> who hates Geo Bernard. Who
0: well, who was saying? Who was raising these concerns? He was before, on this podcast. Yeah, before, actually. before it was cool. You know.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, this is from at damn underscore Rams. He says one point PPR, Ruben Randall or Matt Asiata. That's Randall for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No wait.
0: Oh yeah. I thought that was. I thought there was more. To well,
1: that. he has another question. He says non PPR: Niall Davis or Isaiah Crowell.
0: You mean like a one week play, or is it?
1: I guess for that one. I mean, I think Crowell in both cases, though. As a as a one week and a. I don't season long. I
0: don't know, man. I mean, you know, Cleveland's backfield is a disaster, right? Is it? Yeah. Is it not- it is. To to it,
1: it is. But at the same time, I think that he. He would have the the one thing holding Niall Davis back is a Jamal Charles injury, which sure can happen. But I'd rather look at two guys that I think are less talented than Crowell after watching a full half of the season, seeing that Crowell is just better. Um, yeah. So I, I'm I'm just that I mean it's really those are two guys that you really no offense damn underscore Rams but they're two guys that you really don't want to have in in redraft.
0: Right? Yeah. I don't. I mean, unless you're you know. I have I have Niall Davis and a leagues in in which I drafted Jamal, but sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, man. I I think I go I think I go with Davis. Yeah, yeah. I that's that's fine. I don't like
1: you very much, but that's fine. i, I we're
0: we're we're fine. Everybody, just to calm down. We're good. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry about it. We're we're good. Nothing to see here.
1: Uh, this is from at Blue Jays eighty eight. Big Ben or Ryan Tannehill? I don't think it's as obvious as I think it is. Despite Big Ben kicking the door and in kicking the door and the letter N, not and. Oh.
0: That's why this is just so good right now. Yeah, so good.
1: I think it is despite Big Ben kicking it, kicking the door and waving the four four.
0: Oh, uh, the four by four. Yeah. So he kicked in the door and he hit someone with the fort. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, despite all that um, violence, uh, I would go Tannehill.
1: I I would too. The one thing with Ben, if, if Jimmy Smith was playing, it does. I don't think he is. Um, if Jimmy Smith was playing, it would easily be Tannehill. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still going Tannehill, but the Jimmy Smith injury kind of makes it close. Um, this is from at Leo Kalisky. He said thoughts on Michael Floyd goose egg debacle, Floyd or or Cooks this week in standard scoring. <sighs> Huh. Did you see that? Did you see that graph that that Rich Rebar uh, sent out, tweeted out on the um, the the Arizona wide receivers week to week fluctuations? Yes. It's like it's and someone co- I can't remember who commented on it, but it was it was a correct comment. But it was like it it was the the uh, the Patriots backfield. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it you know take your guess. You know the the problem. I mean I think Floyd's A dot is all is through the roof right now. I mean yeah. he's not he's not getting like the the 8 and 10 and 12 yard receptions that a lot of us thought he would get he it's like you know sadly boom or bust type material uh yeah but uh i between that those two um i'd go cooks. I yeah i have to go cooks.
1: yeah the panthers are, are pretty bad defensively i know that they looked they were decent last week but they're just not very strong Uh, This is from at r foreman ninety six. At this time of year, how do you feel about holding multiple defenses? I have Houston and Baltimore versus Jacksonville in the playoffs, weeks fourteen and fifteen. Man, this is a confident
0: dude. Yeah, it is. That is really confident. But but if I think if you can swing it, I think it's a really good strategy. I I mean, you you know, if if you're confident that you know you're you're solid uh, lineup wise and you're way ahead in your division or whatever it is and that you're going to make the playoffs, you know, a, a fantastic streaming option in the playoffs uh, like any week can, can, can make all the difference in the world. So planning ahead is, is really good if you can.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you can, it's just, it's still pretty far ahead. And you know, you never know what can change with, with offenses, with, with injuries, with the, on, on, on the defensive side. Um, I mean, if you can swing it, sure. But if, if, you know, if there are upside wide receiver and running back plays out there, whenever your lineup isn't just a lock and loaded kind of um, kind of lineup, then and I would still look for running backs yeah. and wide. So backs. here,
0: here that just quick, real quick, uh, for weeks fourteen to sixteen, you know, playoff time. Uh, the top five defenses I have for, for that for that time are Detroit, obviously not a streamer, Tennessee, uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore, and the Giants. Um, the uh, the Eagles. The Eagles get um, Washington week 16, so that's good. And then Tennessee gets Jacksonville week 16. So if you're able to plan ahead for some reason, then then I, I actually kind of like the idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is from At Zero Brainers, and I think that this is a no-brainer. Um, he says, trade Julius and Gio Bernard for LaShawn McCoy and Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would do that instantly. Kelvin Benjamin has one of the easiest schedules from here on out. Also, I, I did a lot of the, the Falcons offense is another one, the passing game that you want to target as well in trades. Um, this is from at BLK Bear hockey fan, black bear hockey fan, I'm assuming. Uh, PPR, get shady from Michael Floyd and Lacey. Hmm. I it, i would do that. I like getting in two for ones, I like getting the the best guy in the deal. And I think that that's easily LaShawn McCoy, who's a pretty good buy candidate right now. Um, Eddie Lacey is is mostly you know he he can do what he did last week by the way how frustrating was it to see eddie lacy get 400 receptions last week
0: I, I, it was sprolesian and it was the strangest thing i've seen all season
1: it was so bizarre it just all the time I, i'm hoping that it was because of that aaron Rodgers hamstring injury and him just wanting to get rid of the ball as quick as he could it definitely was yeah definitely. yeah but it was still like oh my god are you kidding me right now like but that's the thing with Eddie Lacy. Not that not that he's gonna catch 40, 40 balls again or whatever it was. But he, um, you know, if you look at teams that he's done well against, it's just bad defenses. The period, it's it's that simple. He's 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 kind of a matchup play, and when when he does face a good defense, uh, a good rush defense, he you you're praying for a touchdown. And whereas Lashawn McCoy, you know, once they get that offensive line back intact and everything, I think that he's matchup proof, and he's definitely the best guy. In that trade.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: Uh, This is from at frivolously LTS. Eli, Carson, or Tannehill? I think we we said Tannehill over Eli, and I think we both have Tannehill over Carson? Yes. Yeah. This is from at a underscore walk one. Palmer Floyd stack or Eli Randall stack this week?
0: Who do you like? Uh, Eli Randall. Uh, Just because, I I mean, don't get me wrong, Palmer Floyd could go but. B-b-b-b- bananas uh, <laughs> against the Cowboys' defense. The Cowboys have struggled with deep threats. Um, yeah. And um, so, but I think that I would have to lean the other way.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ruben Randall is getting nine, like nine and a half targets per game since week one, which is only going to rise with and continue to, to be at that point with Victor Cruz's sideline. He's also a top 10 guy in terms of red zone targets. Mm-hmm. So eventually he's going to regress positively for. In terms of touchdowns scored, um, this is from at br Forrester forty nine. He says Doug Martin's value in Dynasty don't want Kenny's two cents either. <laughs> so, I mean, we you know we don't really talk about Dynasty that much, but I think that in in general, Doug Martin you have to be nervous as hell because yeah. it, it's he's just I know that you love Muscle Hamster. No, no, you?
0: I might I, I'm I'm over that. I mean, I I really loved him for. For the situation he was in as a, as a rookie but uh i i am saddled with him in in one um dynasty and i hate it and i just think that he's i mean he's at a pretty advanced age he was an old rookie uh mm-hmm. he clearly maybe he's banged up maybe it's just the bucks disastrous offense but uh he has he, i mean he he has no value right now
1: right uh, this is from at beaver bkr he said thoughts on charles Edward sims Charles Sims as a DGAF flex play this week with half my team on bye. Thanks. Big fan. We're a big fan of yours, Jason. Mm. Okay. Uh, what do you think of Charles Sims?
0: I mean, if anybody can seize that job, it's him, but you know, you're buying into that offense. I just, I have trouble seeing an opportunity for, for anyone to thrive in that offense. I still see this
1: as a situation and t- you're, you're completely correct. There, there's really not a lot of upside to, for whoever the running back is. I really this week I really think it's going to be a Bobby Rainey week. Um, the matchup is gold uh, against Cleveland. Uh, the other thing with Rainey, like I think that there's this expectation that Charles Sims and this might happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying it can't. But there's this expectation that Charles Sims is just all of a sudden going to carry the ball twenty times in the game. Yeah, and I think, and yeah. I I don't know how that would be possible as a rookie who's coming off an injury like that, which is why um, I'm. I'm more inclined to think that Rainey is going to be a guy maybe in the next few weeks, and then Charles Sims towards the end of the year perhaps becomes the, the guy in Tampa Bay. But like you said, it's just not a really fun situation to be part of.
0: Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not incredibly bullish on it. I, I you know, that that offense doesn't even looks like it doesn't even try to score points at this point. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's really strange. I'm gonna look it up right now, actually, while we're while we're on the air, because you know it's fun to waste time. Of course, but of course it is. Tampa Bay, their running backs. I'm looking right now. They've had one performance that is a top ten one. That was Bobby Rainey against St. Louis this year. Doug Martin ranked 15th once, and Bobby Rainey ranked 19th. This is in PPR leagues against New Orleans. Basically, I mean, every week you're talking. RB2 tops in, in in Tampa Bay. So you're not really getting that much out of it. And that that's usually whenever they're, they're, there's only one guy getting touches, which might not be the case. Mm-hmm. We spent way too much time talking about that. <laughs> All right. Um, this is from at FF underscore handcuff. He says, got to have Julius Thomas in the lineup in daily. No, lack of usage his last game and cheaper than Gronk.
0: I mean, he's two thousand dollars cheaper on on DraftKings. Yeah, since, but uh, no, I, I don't see him as a must play. No,
1: I don't either. There's some other guys that um, I you know, I think a guy like I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like Jason Witten's a really good value on DraftKings this week at thirty-two hundred against Arizona. Yeah. Even even Jordan Reed will have have good value because he gets he gets volume and he he's a high floor guy. Um, I mean, we have to face the facts with Julius Thomas, and that's that. He has the most targets he's seen in the game is eight. And he's seen that once and he's seen six or fewer in all but two games. So, I mean, he's, it's not like he's this like stud volume wise tight end. You're, you're literally banking on touchdowns, which can certainly happen in a really high scoring game, but there's a reason that Gronk is that much more expensive
0: than he is. Right. And I think people didn't want to hear that after, after, I don't know, after week five or six, when Thomas was just going crazy I think mm-hmm. people just did not want to hear that that whole regression thing. But obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it happens to everyone, especially when you're not seeing that many looks.
1: Yeah, and I'll be honest, even even as, you know, you don't want to be the fantasy analyst per se that that says sell Julius Thomas right now because there's that possibility that just, he just, it, like football in general has a small sample size and there's that possibility that within the 16 games that he plays this year, he, he scores 17 or 18, 19 touchdowns. There, there's that possibility that it could still occur. Um, and I I didn't have the balls to go out and say, sell Julius Thomas. But the volume's just not there. You just have to be honest with about it. And he's going to go off this week now that we're talking about it. Definitely. Um, this is from at James underscore Gordy. He said, Foles or Palmer this week? Palmer. Yeah, I'd go Palmer too. Uh, this is at... Justifarian. He said, are we ready for some Eli? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like Eli. This is from at Mark underscore Raskin. He said Allen Robinson or Andre or Andre Johnson this week. I don't, i Andre Holmes. Maybe let's say
0: maybe, I mean, I'm going Johnson.
1: Yeah, me too. I think Johnson could have a really nice day against Philly. Yeah. Uh, this is from at Jake K 34. Uh, Ellington or Geo rest of season in PPR leagues? Ellington. I like Ellington too. Uh, This is from at Dan J. Morrison 31. Greg Olson or Martellus Bennett droppable in a 12-teamer? Huh? Attempting to trade one and enter the stream. Wait.
0: No. Wait, wait, I don't understand what, what good job
1: our our, our great Greg Olson or martellus Bennett're they they're top tight end options you don't want to just drop them just to, to live the stream so he has both which is the problem um sure. I, you you still have you you can't drop them in most leagues uh, you have to you have to try to find a trading partner yeah you, you, even if that means getting lesser value because no one wants to trade for a tight end because they're not in a, a very high in demand position you you can't you can't drop them yeah don't do that uh this is at M.S. Keebler, uh, Mitch Keebler is his name. He says he's 6-2, and two, but needs wide receiver help in a standard league. He has Al- Allen, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Wallace, Torrey Smith, and Mike Evans. Free agents equals Cooks, Ruben Randall, Sanu, Odell Beckham, Allen Robinson, and Andre Holmes. Is this real? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why... Evans is on your team whenever you have Ruben and, and Cooks out there. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: just get Ruben and Cooks, and you're and not you're not you're not fine, but you're you're much better off.
1: I would I would drop Tory Smith and Mike Evans for Ruben Randall and, and Brandon yeah. Cooks instantly would,
0: today right now yes like three seconds ago at least three seconds yeah
1: this is another one from Black Bear Hockey Fan he says have another see it is another one he said a Rob or Andrew Hawkins this week as a fill-in. Robinson. PPR. Robinson. You like Robinson? Yeah. I, I'm gonna. Ugh. Man, it's I, it's tough. It's not a it's not a cake matchup for Robinson, but a, a, at the same time, he gets a lot of garbage garbage points.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I just feel like with Hawkins, you know, the best the best case scenario is he catches seven passes for 47 yards.
1: Mm, I'm gonna go with Hawkins. How dare you? Uh, just to, just to put you on tilt now, Shh. this is from at Cody Spriggs. He says, I've got a, an RB two problem between Hill, Andre Williams. He called him a Willie and Niall Davis. Should I trade from why from, or some maybe wide receiver depth, like Mike Wallace for an upgrade. So his RB two is, is Jeremy Hill, Andre Williams and Niall Davis. Yikes. If, if Mike Wallace is your depth, then certainly do it. Try a two for one and pair a guy like Andre, Williams, maybe even a guy like Jeremy Hill, Hill who has the most uh, value there with Mike Wallace for a running back upgrade. Do you agree with that?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I mean Mike Wallace is a plug and play starter for <laughs> yeah. Most-
1: he is. Um, this is from this is the last one from at Bearhat Kyle. He said, "How concerned are you with Jay Cutler going forward? No bonus degaf points in the league. I have
0: him." Oh man, well you know if there's no degaf bonus, then you're then you're done. I mean, he yeah. shouldn't have drafted Cutler in the first place. Now, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I said that everybody just should relax, and then he went out and totally crapped the bed again.
1: Yeah, but he was still good in fantasy.
0: Was he? What did he
1: do? I don't even know. He, like, that's the thing with Cutler is that, like, he's terrible in real life, but it doesn't matter because their weapons are so Thank good. I mean, he was, the, so.
0: he was, he was the, the ninth best quarterback last oh, week. Oh, dang. I, oh, okay. All right. 20, 20.7 20. points. Well, see that, that, you know, that's what that was my point exactly. I'm just joking. No. Right. No, I mean,
1: no, but that, I think that's the thing with Cutler. Like, it, it, like, it brings up a really, really valid point that, like, he sucks. Like, he's had a really not a good year and i think he ranks like 22nd in passing up and at the same time he's still a top 6 top 5 quarterback mm-hmm. he's still he's still solid um he's basically you know he's basically what we've streamed he's he's i don't know if he's at russell wilson per se but he's basically around that and you know i don't think getting rid of him is is a good idea just because he has such a high floor every week
0: yeah Right. I mean, look, he played like absolute garbage and went for 227 and three touchdowns. So mm-hmm. it, I just, I, I, say just ride it out.
1: Yeah, he's he's been fine. I know that you're not on Team Trestman anymore, Denny.
0: Uh, hey, hey.
1: <laughs> All right, that's it for the questions section. That's it for the show, Denny. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you?
0: Uh, on Twitter, at CDCarter13. Uh, you can find my defensive streaming scores at fakefootball.com. Uh I also write for four for com and XN Sports.
1: Very nice. I'm JJ Zacharyson. Uh you can find me on Twitter at late round QB and over at numberfire.com where we're pumping out tons and tons of content. And for you basketball fans, uh we've started doing a lot of lot more basketball stuff as well. Uh, so get over there, check out our, our daily fantasy stuff and our optimal lineups and, and whatnot. We have a cool custom optimal lineup tool. Um, it's a good good place to be. So numberfire.com. Denny, you wanna go get some milkshakes? Uh, yes,
0: let's let's go ahead and do that.
1: Yeah, I, I need to get rid of this feeling of of getting backstabbed in diplomacy.
0: In diplomacy. this is the milkshake will help. This is the tilt episode.
1: Yeah. Alright guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now, it won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out makegroundcubing.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about...